American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 A Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Yeah. Did you miss me? It seemed like it was a long time. But boy, we won a two straight, box And the Big Ten. Ah, <laughs> that's why I'm letting Terrell wear their Georgia's because we don't even care. It really got to end on it, not a G. Is <laughs> happy they're back at number one? Yes, sir. Come on now. Listen, yeah. listen, man. Two straight games yeah. in a row. Yes, sir. I'm going to be calm. That's all right. They, uh, just just stay calm because some people are going to bring you out your element. Just, just, no, they're not. Just, just, yeah, no, they're, they're not. They, they'll try. No, they, but they're not. All right. Let me tell you something. We won two games, both of which some people had doubts. When we got down 13 to nothing, people had doubts. We turned the ball over three times, people had doubts. And then the second half happened. And then we turned into who we are supposed to be, Nebraska football style. Yeah. Smash my football, great defense. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of the defense. You know, you, you you didn't struggle at all. You got put in a bad position. You only gave up uh, 13 points. Field goal, two field goals and touchdown. Hey, That's pretty dark on yeah. Played good. Second half, lights out. So whatever Bill Bush went in there and said at halftime, it worked. Really was after the first drive. I mean, yeah. Rutgers moved down the field the first drive. You know, sometimes it takes a minute to get into the football. Um, after that, only six points allowed, and those were both on short fields. Yeah, and and the thing I told you, I, I told you, we got to watch that special teams because I told you when they blocked that punt, I said, darn it, I knew they was going to come like that. We won the game. We won. We won. Mickey Joseph, two and one, is the head coach in Nebraska football. You know, congratulations, Mick. Yeah, congratulations, Mickey. <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> Mickey. Enjoy being two and one and doing something that has not been done in this state for this football team since 2018. I said it, Bob. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh? Is that back-to-back conference wins? Well, when was the last time? Was it 2018? Well, yeah. you might want to take a look at that. 
Right? Yeah. If he wins three in a row, how long has that been? Oh, man. Oh, boy. 2016, I would say. Oh, man. This, this yeah, I don't know. Right even further. I don't know. You might want to go back. Sorry, even text lines open. Let us know when that was. Uh, uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to call in, listen, we're taking all your calls. If you want to call and just give us what you thought about the game, where you what, what you say Nebraska football is as far as the state of Nebraska football, we're going to take all of them today. Yeah. Even though Terrell's got this this dumb Georgia jacket on. <laughs> Come on, man. Big Stetson Bennett guy over there. Dean's over here doing the doing the uh what's that thing called? The the uh the cha cha cha. No, what you was just doing, that ain't the cha cha cha. Yeah, that's the what's the thing that the the, the, the water Yeah, that's yeah, the sprinkler. sprinkler. That's yeah. the water sprinkler. That's how old he goes back. Sprinkler he goes hey, back to the water. Yeah. Let, let's go back. Let's go back. Now I want to say congratulations to Bill Bush and Mickey Joseph because, you know, they, 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 they game plan was – you know, offense didn't start off like we wanted it. You know, I, I was kind of – you know, I watched it. I didn't get upset, though. I didn't get upset. So, I I, I, I took a step back and I said, okay, we're down 13 at halftime. I went back. We went back. We started getting momentum. We started getting momentum. And next thing you know, we was winning. And, and then the back of my head, it, it, it came to the old Nebraska. Don't blow this game at the end, you know. That's what my thought was. And the guys, how about played. how about at the end of the game though, getting under center? Oh yeah, that's that's the well, run the fumble clock at. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> On no. the victory formation. Hey, yeah, listen, we have. <laughs> hey, look, that would have been like a forty-yard field goal. We have got to get underneath center, right? We've got to do that. I mean, whether. To, to run four or five plays underneath center in those type situations, I think would ha- would would work, and and when you get in victory formation, that stuff wouldn't happen. We won the game. Yeah, I mean, that, especially third and short, fourth and short. I mean, we saw a couple of times a five wide one time, another time an end around that was going east and west instead in, of north and south on third <laughs> and one. Yeah, a um, uh, 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 a split end around. <laughs> you got Big Yant in the backfield. You got Grant in the backfield, and we run a split in around on third and one. But to Ethan, uh, was it to 89? It was a trip on It was to three. 89 got some wheels. Yeah, but it was to three. I know, but 89 got some wheels. I seen that kid. I watched him. He, he had some great catches. Mm-hmm. Great catches. After Vocalette went down, you know, just, you know, it was all out. It was a good game. Though. You know who played a, a, a interesting, very, very good game? A low key. Who that? Chancellor. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's 80, 82. 82, Yeah, that's what I'm talking, that's about. What you're talking about. Man, I okay. seen him turn up. I seen him turn up one time. I didn't know that kid had wheels like that. Man, oh, he yeah. was moving like a, a running back. Well, he played <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah. In the speaker running backs. Mama, call that man again, mama. That, <laughs> uh, his, man, his soul is still out on the field. I got a yeah, that, that guy got a call from God and told him, Hey, I'm sending your soul back to uh, you. He, he blew him out of his body. Then hey, listen. Didn't I say that they were wearing those blacks, that black uniform, because it was somebody's funeral, right? Oh, yeah. Guess whose funeral it was? <laughs> that guy who tried to tackle that the man. The offensive coordinator. Yeah, it was it. Him, yeah, it was. him too. Yeah. Yeah. And the offensive coordinator got destroyed. Yeah, he got fired. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and one of them got knocked out the game. Oh, so Let's go back. Do you know that the coach from Indiana, one of those coordinators, got fired too? Oh, yeah, run game coordinator. Fired. Look what Mickey Joseph is doing. He's killing people's careers. <laughs> well, and I mean, Nebraska in general this year, Northwestern, Georgia, Southern, and Oklahoma now are a combined 1-11 after victories over Nebraska. 
Think about that. My God, what's going on? Well, no, that just lets you know how bad we had fell yeah. and how bad of a dumpster fire this was under the last regime. Period. In 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 the job, no matter what anybody says, I'm gonna go on record. What the job that Mickey Joseph is doing deserves more recognition. It deserves more. Thank you, Mickey. It deserves more. Hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars for winning the game. Because what is that worth as far as the economy of Nebraska? For us to be feeling like we feeling today, you know what I mean? Energized. I felt good all weekend. I was in a great mood all weekend. It was like, what is wrong with you? Man, we won. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, I take a one-point win, a half-a-point win. A win is a win. Yeah. win is a win. Well, that was it's the other been... thing. They didn't play their best ball. And yeah, they, they still didn't. found a way to get yeah. to win. I mean, it's like as much as we lost by one point, we deserve that one-point win, though. Yeah. You know, I, I could. You know, I, I don't care if people say I'm wrong about it, but we deserve a one-point win just like that. You know, and – and for these kids, it's more than – it's two in a row for these kids, but more it's a winning attitude for them. For a coach to come in and, you know, for, for their coach to leave and they wasn't winning, and then for a new coach to come in, not a new coach, but somebody to step up and fill his role, he comes in and wins two in a row. You know, I'm not going to give – you know, you can put the Oklahoma game on him, but I'm not. So, he's to, in my book, he's 2-0. and Till he get the full week because that was only Sunday. Well, you can call it a full week, but like I said, the guy's two and one, however you put it. Listen, we were down 13 to nothing. We went in the halftime down 13 to nothing. Everybody in the state, including outside the state, was thinking we're about oh, to get blown out. Here we oh. go again. And what did we do? We came out of halftime and made adjustments that we haven't seen around here in 10 years. How long did Riley get? Four or three? Three. Perfect. Eight years. We've seen halftime adjustments. We saw in-game adjustments. You've seen players come in that haven't played that much at the end of the game. Who's 24? Who More, got right? Yeah. Brandon Moore, yep. Never seen him before in my life. Mm. Kid got out there and got an interception. Mm. So it looked like we got more talent than people thought we got. Well. You know? <laughs> well. So the thing is, Coach Mickey Joseph and Coach Bill Busher are, 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 are thinking alike because you don't – I mean, either Scott didn't see it or Scott didn't want to see it. Because this kid's out here today who's playing who's never heard of, never was on a depth chart like that. I'm glad you said that. Because that leads me into my next subject. Who do you guys' game ball go to? If it, let's just go with MVP of the entire deal. I'm going to say Bill Bush. I'm going to give it to mm. the coach. I'm giving it to Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush. Yeah, I, I, I'm a defensive guy, so I want <laughs> to give it. Both. I want to yeah. give it to Bill Bush for the adjustments he made, for him pushing them linebackers in the hole, in the gaps. To make it look like a blitz, that was a Charlie McBride defense Absolutely. right there he played right there. And I knew it when I seen it. I said, oh, my God, they're fooling up on the line. Uh -oh. So, you know, congratulations to Coach Bush. And like I said, okay. coaches who get players to play deserve to be here. Yep. And if you can't get your coaches ready and you can't go into halftime and make adjustments, and if you can't get these kids to win, to get this winning mentality, you don't need to be here. And we already got the person here. So I and, 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 and after the day – 
I'm taking myself off all Facebook groups, you know, that that, that I don't like. You know, not, I'm not saying that I don't like. Well, you were in Georgia. Well, you know, I don't. You got your Georgia stuff on today. I'm you feeling, I'm you feeling that way today? You feeling like a G today? Uh, I'm feeling like a number one today. That's why I put it on. <laughs> so, you know. They got you riled up today on, on social media? Not really, because I say what I want. Well, you what's know? the problem? And tell it, me what the problem is. And, and let me media. tell you about me on social media. I never block anyone. They're going to block me before I block them. Because. You be, you're a social media uh, uh, no uh, no warrior. I, I, I'm a warrior I because I'm gonna speak yeah. my mind. Social media beefing. You know, <laughs> yeah. I had a guy told me I was keyboard a, beefing. Hey, told what me you, told me had a guy told me he went real personal on me. Told me to go have a drink and go hit two cars. So I was like, oh, hey, man. there you go, buddy. That's yeah. the best you got. That's the best you got this morning on me. Oh, he man. went. He went. He went twenty-seven years. He went twenty-seven years. <laughs> and I looked at his. I looked at his profile picture. I could have tore him up. Man. Is this some Nebraska guy? Yeah, he was a chubby guy. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. So I, I let him. I let him. Thought he won. Yeah. You know. Listen, man. You know, it it it, it, it come at a cost. It, it come at a cost. So you got big, broad shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean. Be prepared. Oh yeah. Be I'm, prepared. Now, imagine what. Imagine what Mickey's got to go through. Well, you know. Imagine with any coach, the scrutiny, really, that any coach. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Should Schiano have been fired or his offensive coordinator? Uh, he's more of a defensive guy. His defense played pretty well. What? Shiano. Schiano, Schiano. <laughs> Greg Schiano. Spiano. Yeah. Greg Schiano. What I called him the other day. Um... <laughs> Soprano. Soprano. Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah, he was mad. You know, get him, Polly. You know, Polly, get him out of here, Polly. Cut him. Yeah. He, he should. Done. Yeah, he, he he should be fired now because, I mean, you know. He, I'm just saying. You... Their, new, their new offensive coordinator is uh, Nunzio Campanelli. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Polly's little brother. Yeah. You know, he's from some, he's from the Goodfellas. <laughs> this is, I'm leaving that alone. Okay, how about them Huskers? How about them Huskers? How about them Huskers? I really thought that we gutted a victory out. I thought that we haven't seen that football team, right, in a long time do anything as far as when adversity hits, they was able to come deal with the adversity and then win the game. They had a – listen, they had enough sense at the end of the game for ball control and clock management, which we've seen many times. Could you imagine if, if Mickey had did an onside kick? <laughs> well, we had about for five minutes. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think they did if, oh, if Mickey did an onside kick? <laughs> and, uh, uh, up 14 13. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, right? But Rutgers had those meltdowns. Rutgers called a timeout when the, uh, the the clock was stopped. Rutgers had a fourth down stop and hit a guy out of bounds. It was kind of nice seeing that go the other way. We're so used to that in Nebraska. That being what you know, didn't Nebraska's call, players got to overcome. Who see this is didn't what I'm call talking another about. timeout. That's what I'm saying. But this is what I'm talking about with Schiano. Who was the coach that called three straight timeouts that burnt them all? Who was it? Yeah. Now was it the offensive coordinator? He could make those calls. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I don't know though. I, I don't. I I wouldn't fire Greg Schiano right now. I mean, I, I, I don't know. There's there's something to be said about his in game coaching, especially in that situation. But that's a Big Ten defense. I I also came away impressed with Rutgers defense. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Because they got three takeaways. 
Well, I mean, I think Nebraska's offense, obviously the offensive line is going to be a problem moving forward, but, um, and we'll see this from other Big Ten defenses. Is that what I mean? It's like these these defenses are like top 10, top 15 type defenses around the country. Rutgers is like, ah, I don't know if I believe it. We'll kind of see it. Um, they shut Nebraska's offense out in the first half. How many, well, we, we shut them, oh, we shut ourselves out in the first half. How many times did, did, did Casey get hit? Somebody oh, tell man. me. Several. Just take a guess on the number. 15. I stopped counting at like 25. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like 29, 26. I don't know. Yeah. He got hit an awful lot, man. And here's my here's what I'm saying. When you run the ball and design plays, you have to. Like, remember that time we scored on, on the deal that we scored on with Vocalette? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you know how you know how I felt as a tight end to see them fake that run and see Big Vocalette wide open? <laughs> That's Nebraska football. The tight end, yeah. using the tight end. Listen, having Trey Palmer is like icing on the cake because he can blow the top off. He can blow the lid off at any given moment. But but just to know that we there's plays that's in the in the playbook that probably should be getting used, right? We, we, we need to take what the defense gives us. You know, those balls that we threw were bad balls. Okay, bad balls. That ball that he threw to eighty nine, that was a bad ball, right? Eighty nine had to do more of a good, a, a good, a better job of playing defender and knocking it down, mm-hmm. but that was a bad ball in a bad situation. You had other guys that was running wide open, you know. So I'm just saying, we got to take what we did in the second half was took what the defense gave us. You know why? Remember when your your favorite play? What was that? What was the favorite play when Grant got the ball and knocked the guy out with the ball, which I've never seen before? Was that before. a swing pass or? Dunk pass. It wasn't even a yeah, swing pass. It was an dunk. outlet. Yeah, just yeah. a little. Nothing's there. Yeah. Nothing's there. Check Nothing's down. there. Check down. Check it to my back. Who, listen, on one, on, I think we threw the ball out. It was a third and something. I don't know exactly what it was. But Barrington had just did his thing. We threw it to Barrington. Kind of threw it behind him. Barrington couldn't come up with the play. I call him Barrington, but Chancellor. Brewington. Brewington, okay. Brewington. Chancellor. Okay, he couldn't come up with the play. But right there in the flat, guess who was wide open? Yeah. Guess who was – nobody was in 20 oh, yeah. yards of him. That's a first down and more. He could have just told Yant, block, block, block. We could have picked up 20 and 20. So when I'm talking about taking what the defense gives you, if they give you the dump-off pass, Casey, you don't need to be hit. Get it to your backs. Let your big backs – Wear down those defensive tackles. Wear down those linebackers. Wear down those safeties. Yeah, he's taking a beating this year. He's taking a beating, man. You know, and, and, I, and, and I one good point, he, he, he ran one time, and I was happy for him just to get out of there, you know. I think he need to take a little more running, running chances or just sitting back there and taking the sack like that. Any other, any other guys jump out at you in that game? Um, that that kind of had a had a had a had a game for themselves. Mathis had a great game again. You know he he. Did you say? Did, oh, yeah. Well, I, I was trying to. <laughs> gonna break it, man. I think uh, destroy me. Yes, I was calling. Yeah, I, I thought Garrett Nelson. Had yeah, I mean Garrett Nelson did his thing. You know, I'm, did he have one sack or two? Uh, one and a half. One and a half, and and and, and Mathis. You know, he got a block. He 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 jumped and Rico. tipped the ball, and you know it was it was a great defensive effort though. You got to get your hands out 
um, Bill Bush. All right, so see, we, we're officially. I'm, I'm officially like, I'm, I'm, because he's got to be off at ten thirty. So I'm, I'm, oh, on, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sideways right now, because I didn't get Adam, and I said Adam character at ten fifteen. Rico, where's Rico? Where's Rico? <laughs> we can't call people, Rico. You can't call from in the studio, right? Are no. You, are you gonna be one of those? Omg, man. are you gonna be one of those yelling grandpas? What? Are you a yelling grandpa? No. Are you okay? Yeah, if I, if need be, I take that back. If need be, I'm not a yeller. I'm more of a. I'm <laughs> then here he comes, tardy. Yeah, Rico, call. He, he's showing his Rico, um, call. He's been showing his high school football picture around all day. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's running around talking about look at me, the plane. Yeah. He used to be bigger. No, no. Was he? I didn't no, say it. No, no. Rico was cut up. Yeah. Rico was streamlined. He was one of those. We call Rico one of those little. You ever you ever seen those little water bugs? Hey, I said oh, be yeah. moving real fast. <laughs> yeah. That's Rico. I sent the picture on the text line if you want to oh. look at it. It's from Rico. Of Rico? Yeah. So. And you apologize because you you were late. Ten fifteen. I said a character. You know that. He only got four minutes. So put patch him in. He's got four minutes. There he is. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Adam, you can blame Rico for that one. That's not on me. I, I know you got three minutes. I'm going to be quiet. Go. Okay. <laughs> I can do 15. Oh, perfect. Uh, I, was, I was just getting – the thing is, I got to get work done, so it's either before or after the interview. So I, I, I kept working because I knew eventually you'd remember me and call. So <laughs> it's all good. All right. Well, I, I, listen, I apologize for Rico this time and for for the captain show. <laughs> it's all good, man. Okay, What's so up? How here, you doing? let me let me get this music. Let me get this. Let me restart this. Without further ado, we bring in special guests, Adam Carriker, live. What's up, big fella? Woo! 2-0, big fella. We 2-0. Can you believe that? Well, my bad. Two straight. Hey, you know what? I'm kind of with you, though. I said on my character live show, I think two weeks ago, that those first four games never happened. Like, that, that just doesn't exist. It's like that part of my childhood that I just don't want to remember that wasn't that much fun. Like, that's what those first four games were. So, in my mind, we're 2-0. So, we're on the same page. I mean... So, give me, what were you thinking when we went down 13 mil? So, I was thinking probably three different things. I was thinking, number one, well, that didn't last very long, looking like a different team. I was thinking, 
number two, you know, I don't want to say I anticipated this, but I was concerned about this because it's hard to keep that momentum going. Usually it can last longer than two or three weeks after a bye week or after longer than one week, at least up to two or three weeks after a bye week. But first true road game. Okay, a lot of stuff going on halfway across the country, short week. And I was like, this is a possibility that we could come out and look like this. And then at halftime, I was like, as bad as we look, we're only down 13 nothing. I guess it's still a very winnable game. And I remember turning to my son, Jacob, and I go, we get the ball first. What we do with our first drive in the second half will tell us if we have a chance to win this game or not. And then we went down, scored a touchdown, and I was like, I will be damned. We, we, we're still right in this thing. As much better than us as they have looked, we're, we're only down six points. It was crazy. Okay, so because I'm going to be all over the place right now. Okay, so after winning the game, because I got to get to it, after winning the game, how was the rest of your weekend? Oh, my God, so much better. Right? Uh, I, I felt like I had a bonus day, like it was a holiday weekend, honestly. Uh, it was like this weird extra day when Sunday rolled around because normally two days after a Husker game is Monday. So it was like this weird extra phenomenal bonus day. And then it was like, you know, I got 18,000 youth sporting events every weekend. But when I had the opportunity to watch college football, I was like, man, this is so stress-free. Alabama might lose, and I couldn't care less. This team might win or lose, and I couldn't care less because I don't have to worry about the Huskers winning or losing. So it was like a stress-free bonus holiday weekend. Hey, Adam, I got a question. Now, on the defensive side, for the last two weeks, we have found uh, two different players to come in and, and help this defense out. Uh, what does that say about the coaching staff now versus the one we had earlier when they were just playing the players? These guys are actually looking at players at practice and actually getting them to play on a high level. Yeah, that's a great point. And there was two weeks in a row – I think it was Mickey's, and I watch the post-game press conferences, sometimes the Thursday stuff. Like the Tuesday one is the one that I pay the most attention to. And Mickey's first press conference kind of was what it was. Holy crap, the world's going gone crazy. Let's just try to, you know, put a team together for Oklahoma. But then uh, going to the bye week, getting ready for Indiana, and then the one the next one, two weeks in a row, he mentioned giving younger players a look. I felt like that comment went under the radar. And he mentioned it not once, but twice, consecutive press conferences. I'm like, so I start, I'm like, all right, who's going to get a chance that ain't got a chance? Like, who's been overlooked, not gotten their shot, whatever the case may be. Obviously, Hartzog is the first game that's, name that's going to come to most people's minds. But I was curious. And then, you know, when you got Hartzog out there, well, where's Tommy Hill? Well, all of a sudden, he's warming up with the wide receivers. You know, so it's one of those things where a lot of times, you know, three different people just in life can watch the same exact event. And, like, let's say I interviewed all three of them afterwards. They're going to give me their full, honest opinion and description of what happened, but it might come across completely different from three different people. So my point is, a couple coaches might look at the same player and see different things. Sometimes a coach may have something a little bit more predetermined than the next coach. So one player might not get the same opportunity with one coach as they might another. You know, that could be part of this. It could also be... Sometimes people just see things differently. Obviously, they have seen things in players that were missed before. Now, whether it was predetermined or they just saw it differently, who knows? But the fact is, guys are stepping up that were not getting opportunities before, whatever those reasons are, and that is a kudos to the guys currently on staff. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was thinking this too. 
<laughs> so the adjustments that were made in the second half in that football game, what do you attest that to? And then give me why you think the offense is struggling. Well, the offense is struggling. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think most of it comes back to the offensive line. And it's, it seems like the easy crutch popular answer to say because it's, it's the answer. But I'm going to go more in-depth than that. Like, Anthony Grant has this insane ability to get yards through holes that don't exist and find ways to get past the line of scrimmage and make moves, whether there's a hole there or not. So we can have some sort of a running game other than one game this year versus Oklahoma versus just about everybody we play because he's really good regardless. And they are better at run blocking up front than they are at pass blocking. So there are some holes, okay, and he's incredibly good at finding them and making plays. So I'm going to go more to the pass game, and I'm going to go more to the quarterback. All right, every quarterback is different. Every quarterback has a different skill set physically, but also mentally. You know, so when you look at a guy like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and you look at the defensive coordinators who've had success against them, the Saints defensive coordinator, whose name escapes me right now, they have insane success every year against Tampa for three years in a row. And Tampa beat them earlier this year, but it was a close, low-scoring dogfight like it always is. And the Saints actually have a winning record versus Tampa since Brady went down there. And that defensive coordinator will tell you, do not blitz him. The same guys who had success against Manning, do not blitz them. You've got to be able to get pressure with your front four because if you blitz, they will dissect you like a surgeon. Okay? And go, and I played with guys, Barry Cofield, a couple of his guys who were on those Giants teams that beat Brady in the Super Bowl. It was the same formula. So every quarterback is different. So another quarterback, if you sit back and give them time, okay, they might have a little bit more success, but if you blitz them, they're the opposite of Brady and Peyton. They're going to struggle. Or if you get pressure on them. So I go to our current quarterback. There are times when Casey, he's one of the toughest quarterbacks in the country first, but there are times when he looks really, really good. The balls are out quick. The decisions are made quick and the balls are on target. And there's other times when he doesn't look so good. And if you go back and watch the games, it's directly correlated to he isn't the same quarterback under pressure. Again, you blitz Brady and Peyton, obviously they're on a whole nother planet level than most quarterbacks you've ever played, but they were going to kill you with it. With Thompson, if you can get pressure on him, he's the type of quarterback that's going to struggle a little bit more. But here's the deal. I'm watching the Rutgers game. And Rutgers is blitzing here and there, but they're basically just winning up front with their front four. And so with the particular quarterback that we have, he doesn't react to pressure. Great. Okay, he's tough. He wants to stay in the game. He's a fighter. I love that about him. He is a good quarterback. But we are not able to protect him very well. And that starts up front, not only with the type of quarterback we have, but with the weakness of the entire team right now, which is the old line. I watch everything about our team. And I know we had the block punt, so it's, it's easy. Rutgers blocked our punt, so it's easy to attack special teams again. But special teams overall, other than that, looks much better. The defense looks better. Everything about the team looks different since the bye week except for the offensive line. They have got to play better. We've got to fix this, the issues at right tackle. Again, I'm going to say it again. Put Ben Hart at guard. He does not work well in space. His feet do not move well. Let him big a, be a big, long-bodied guy and let him play in a phone booth at the guard position. Stop making him play at space at right tackle. I've been saying it since last January mm. when last season ended. And I'm like, why is nobody doing this? So anyways, that's the biggest reason they're not having success up front. As far as the adjustments, I tell you what, a guy and I, you know, I had the, the good pleasure of playing while Bill Bush was on staff for three different, uh, for three years, last three years of my career at Nebraska. He's 
a very sharp guy. He's a great recruiter, but he's a sharp guy. He's a sharp mind. And he's made really good adjustments. When Indiana went down and scored twice and tied the game 21-21 after we had a two-touchdown lead, they never did anything again, and you watch some of his adjustments. With Rutgers, I think Rutgers had a great opening drive, and then I think offensively they really only got another field goal because the other field goal was kind of handed to them by the block punt, and the black shirts kept them out of the end zone on a short field. So to me, I think Bush has done a great job of simplifying, allowing them to play fast, and then if this team does this, hey, this is our counterpunch. What's their counterpunch? Now we're going to have a counterpunch. What I've seen two games in a row is once Bush makes an adjustment and he hits his counterpunch, the other teams don't have a counterpunch to his counterpunch. So two games in a row, his counterpunch has been the final punch. We'll see how long that can continue because obviously there's more talented teams, really good coaches coming. But that's my long, long, long-winded answer to your much shorter question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that, that is that is A-OK, Bach. You got anything for the big fella? Oh, yeah, I just want to look at, you know, projecting into the future because I know uh, a lot of lot of people will take a one-point win no matter how you can get, but the, the schedule is going to toughen up. What what do you see as far as the final six games? Do you think that the, the goal should be, um, you know, to get to a bowl game? Or do you think if they beat Purdue, are, are they really on track for the Big Ten West? You know, obviously Wisconsin and Iowa are very up and down right now, and those are typically the two favorites, and then every so often Northwestern jumps in there. You know, outside of those teams, just watching the first month of the Big Ten West Division teams play this year, I really thought Minnesota was the favorite, and they very easily could still win it. I still think they're a very good football team. Purdue, at this very early point in time in the Big Ten West race, although we're halfway through the season, Looks like the favorite because they went into Minnesota, they beat them on their home field, and their loss, I mean, it's a high-quality loss. Very close game against the top-10 Penn State team, and they just about beat them. So Purdue, at this early moment in time, looks like the early favorite. So if you could get a win against them on the road where a double-digit underdog, that would speak volumes. Um, and I like what I saw against Indiana because we looked different. We looked how we should look, but we got to get better. I actually... You know, anybody would prefer a blowout win, but you got to find ways to win, and sometimes you got to do it ugly, and sometimes you got to do it in unique situations on the road on a short week. And that's what we found a way to do, something we hadn't done in years. And so for me, I'm seeing things that are encouraging. Now, how good are we? We're going to start to find that out against these better opponents. Your goal should absolutely, your goal should absolutely be a bowl game, knowing that the Big Ten West is wide open in the back of your mind. Yet at the same time, like if I'm looking at this from a player perspective, you got to take it one week at a time. Like if you go out and lose to Purdue, the season is not over. You got to come back and get ready for your next opponent, which is right now a one loss, top 25 ranked Illinois team after a bye week. And so you got to take it one week at a time, though, if I'm a player. And that, that really goes for any season, but especially with the way this crazy season has gone so far. If we find a way to get it done against Purdue, do we offer Mickey the job? Do you give him a two-year deal? I'm not saying give him a long-term. Do you give him a two-year deal to secure that, to put the minds to bed, to get to help with recruiting, for recruits know who's going to be here? Do you do that or no? So I've always said after they let Frost go and Mickey was named the interim coach, you know, he's got – I think at that time it was a nine-game interview. But Oklahoma was – let's be honest, that was kind of like – 
insanity in a week. So it's really everybody's kind of looking at, like we said, those first four games didn't happen. Everyone's looking post bye week, especially once Bush took over the defense. And once that happened, I was like, look at it in four weeks. Okay, we're two weeks in. Purdue would be three. And then Illinois, after another bye week, would be four. You can reevaluate then. Now, if you want to, I don't know how to put this, be more precise or spend a little bit more time on the decision, you can wait past four weeks. You can go eight weeks to the end of the year or maybe six. If you are concerned about the current recruiting class and how much this decision, the head coaching decision is going to impact that class, you can do it sooner. And obviously it's going to depend on how each and every one of these weeks unfold as this crazy season goes along. I would definitely wait, I say four weeks, four games. So I would definitely at least wait till after that Illinois game. But if, I mean, I don't know what more you could ask him at this point. Well, okay, you know, so like, like we've all said, we're going to play better teams, but we'll, I would wait till four games and just see what happens. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Forget, forget let's just say he goes and he wins. Forget the, the head coaching gig. Don't, he, don't we have to have some type of bonuses, monetary bonuses for doing what he's doing? Some type so I know of, his contract is out there. I know it's public. I didn't look at it. I didn't take one second to look at it. Yeah, I was like, I want to know the guy's contract, whoever the, the, the ultimate final head coach is. So I haven't looked at his contract, how that works at all. Take, take a look at his contract. Do you know the contract, Bob? I don't know off the top of my head. I know it's not. It's not too. It's, it's, Come it on, Bob. Doesn't seem like enough money, really. Yeah, I'm just doing. It's honest. what six hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, don't guess, Terrell. Don't guess. It is six hundred. I know that it's six hundred. <laughs> but he's getting thirty thousand a month for it's, three it's, months. It's six hundred thousand plus three and a quarter. Okay. Yeah. But uh, then to get thirty thousand a month for three and a quarter, three hundred twenty-five thousand yeah. dollars is what it is. That's what he's got extra. Right. I'm saying I don't want you. The reason why I don't want you to guess is because there's a contract out there that we can read. And I just think that I don't know, Terrell. You tell me. You don't think he deserves? I mean, do you I mean, think nine hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars for what he's doing for building the infrastructure? Even well, if he doesn't, even if he is not here, even if he's not the coach, at least reward him for what he's doing, and not just give him a pat on the back. Hey, good job, Mick. Well, I think at the at you no, know, I think once this season over with, he should probably be one of the top. No, no, I'm not going to say assistant head coaches because we we obviously know that the job is not filled yet. So, you know, you got to wait till after the season. You got to see what I mean. I know Trev will will get will, will do right do, do the right thing, but you know, you, you just got to wait. You know, you really can't redo no restructure a college contract in in mid season, can you? You did already. Yeah, you firing people. I mean, you can do whatever you want. This is these are contracts that can be that can be ripped up and renegotiated. My point is the man has totally listen. Nebraska football was in the middle of the ocean. Which one you want? Atlantic with the hurricanes or you want Pacific where it's warm? My point is they were in the middle of the ocean and the ship was underwater. We were taking on water. Mickey got the ship while it was halfway sinking and patched it up in the water. In the water, he patched this thing up, and we're actually moving towards land. Now, the people look like ants. I don't even know if you can see them right now, but we're moving. Adam, help me. Am I, am I, am I, am I on, the, I'm on this train by myself? No, I agree with everything you said except for one thing. Okay, the Pacific Ocean is not warm. 
All right, it is warm like two months of the year. I grew up in the state of Washington, four wheeling on the Oregon coast. That water is up being freezing cold if it's not June, July, or August. Everything else I'm with you on. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was talking about, you know, the warm waters of San Diego, I thought, in the summertime or California. I don't <laughs> Maybe I should have said Miami there, right? <laughs> but, but I knew but, what you meant. I right. knew what you meant. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I've said this on my show. I don't think people realize how bad we were. I don't think people wanted to realize how bad it was. Um, man, it was – I we did not look like a Power 5 team at all, okay? We did not – there was times I'm like, we don't even look Division One right now. And then we played North Dakota to a tie at halftime. And obviously we pulled away the second half, but this is a slightly above average – this isn't North Dakota State, South Dakota State – it's a slightly above-average FCS team, and we're tied at halftime. And they're dominating the time of possession because we can't get them off the field at that point in time. So, yes, uh, I, I, I always likened it to, hey, we're a submarine at the bottom of the ocean, but we got holes all over, and we're in trouble. And we got a long way to go. So I agree with everything you said, except it is kind of cold in that Pacific. All right, all right. That's, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's that's fair. We gonna well listen, character. I appreciate that. Yeah, you got black shirt. You got anything else for no, character? I'm good. You good? Bob, we better go to break pretty soon. All right. We okay, hey, so listen. We are gonna throw it to break, big fella. As usual, I appreciate you, and always remember to what? Throw the bones. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's the ticket ninety three point seven. The captain. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.